0: It's lady tiffany ma and this is steve's of Then i hope you guys are having a lovely wednesday i know the last time i was on here i kind of told you guys that i was going to be talking about jesse jay's uh stalkerish fan who decided to break her leg because jesse j broke her leg at the same time but before i go deeper into talking about um, over obsessed fans and overzealous celebrities I kind of want to talk about myself a little bit I don't really talk about myself on here I don't really give explanations to why I say what I say but one of these things that I have noticed and recently I had to rethink because before I make a statement I should think before I say anything and say anything about anyone I want to clarify something that had happened to me. And I want the person that was involved in the situation to understand that I understand, overstand and understand everything, everything that had happened. And that I overstepped my boundaries into believing whatever thing that I started to believe. So I want to address this because um, after Monday's podcast that was about um, Dwayne Kemp which was Natalia Bryant-Stalker who wanted to have a Kobe Bryant-like child with her. I have come to the conclusion that um, even when you correspond back and forth to that person or you get to talk to that person in person um, that still does not mean that you could have a friendship or a relationship or any kind of ship with that person. And that person just see you as something to do, is not as something serious. So I want to go on, this is kind of part three to what I talked to you guys about three, two years ago. If you remember my podcast two years ago, I had a podcast called Year in Review. I always do a Year in Review. Um, And in the podcast, I was sick. I was so sick. I had the flu. And I was severely sick. I was not feeling too good. I was feeling pretty bad about myself. So... I did a podcast at the end of 2021 where I basically told y'all a story about a certain person. I refuse to say his name because I just, at this point, I feel like, you know, I could get sued for even mentioning his name at this point. Um, not saying that he would sue me, but I just don't feel like, I don't feel comfortable saying his name. That's just it. I don't feel comfortable saying his name. I don't feel comfortable talking about him. But if you know who I'm talking about, you know that recently he's had a situation. Mm-hmm. And it turned out I was right. The original letter, where he put on there, where he basically uh, re, uh, reneged on what he said in 2007, that was not him. Um, So, I was at least right on that part. But um, the reason I'm not going to say his name is because I don't want this to feel like I'm clout-chasing. Off of the fact that he's going through whatever he's going through, it's because of what he's. It's because of uh, my podcast on Monday makes me rethink everything that has happened, and it's also making me rethink uh, a recent party that I'm about to go to, that's about to happen in the next two months. I may I say next month and a half, a, a month or so. Um, dealing with Orion, so. I came on here and I kind of basically told you I was supposed to be doing business with this person and it did not turn out the way it was supposed to turn out. And every now and then you see me throwing jabs. I especially threw jabs at him when I did my podcast where I was talking about Omorian and how morion was a better partier than he was. Um. But I feel like whatever he's going through now, he was going through then. And I don't know what was going on. I know that I can't make it better because I don't know him enough to tell him how to handle anything that's going on in his life. But um Amorian was just better at I was just I kind of I just made so many jabs at him. I have brain brought up money, uh money things. I have tried to keep things to myself. I've been upset. I've been pissed. And, you know, I just went through a whole phase where I just dragged this person. Nothing more, nothing less. And I have been recently trolling him. And now I feel bad for trolling him. Um, But I want to talk about at the point where I should have just let it go. Um, And I should have just understood it understood what exactly what was going on and this is just me talking to you guys as someone that was a fan that thought that just wanted to be a friend and that overstood my boundaries or overstepped things because I wanted to do business but the truth of the matter is you don't make money as a business partner you make money as friends and um So, you know, it's always good to have a friendship with someone. That's better than just always just doing business with other people. And that's a hard truth I had to understand in the process of dealing with this situation. Um, so I want to talk about my run-in, my situation, and how I could have avoided the whole debacle of October 2021 of being called uh, a retired ass bitch. Um, a lot of y'all, I, I will say this: y'all have a boundary issue. I don't know why y'all have a boundary issue. Y'all just do. Y'all think that someone owes you something when they don't owe you nothing. And it's to the point to where y'all harassing Beyonce for tickets because they came up with cuff it up, cuff, a cuff up, cuff up dance sequence that everybody was doing. Um even though you did come up with the dance sequence and Beyoncé did, you know, take the dance What you need to understand is Beyoncé does not owe you. And a lot of times we mess up as people because we think that somebody owes us something or that they're going to give something back because they are known and they have money and they have connections. And so we just assume these things these days. And I will say this. I said this in a podcast dealing with um a Natalia Bryan stalker. I did say this. Well I said um while I said that I blame the pandemic. I blame the lockdown because there were celebrities and people's DMs over here, you know, telling bitches that they pretty. And sometimes with bitches, you can't tell them that they pretty because at the end of the day, some bitches ain't ever had male attention before in their life. I'm just calling a spade a spade. Get mad at me if you want to. I'm just calling a spade a spade. You ain't ever had a male figure in your life that told you you were beautiful, that you were smart, you were all these things. So when you do get male attention, You don't know how to act when you get it. So I'm coming from the perspective of, you know, we're wrong for believing that anyone famous owes us anything, even though they use your whole choreography in their tour. But that—that's what you have to learn, business one on one. You know, we ain't gonna go into that. You know, Beyonce, Beyonce's notorious for stealing stuff, honey. Beyonce was up there and steal the steal the oxygen out of your lungs, and you wouldn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just be, oh my God, Beyonce's here. Beyonce's, oh my God, I love Beyonce. But this is where you need to stop being starstruck, okay? So, I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to tell the same story differently than I've been telling it because I have different, I have a different understanding of what happened to me, okay? So, it goes a little something like this. Um, I don't know what I was thinking when I was asking for someone to promote me. I don't know what I was thinking and I made the same mistake again and then when I realized I made the mistake, I was like, okay, maybe you need intervention and maybe you need to stop doing what you're doing and, and sit back and relax and realize that these people only see you as a paycheck and they don't see you as a possible friend or a business partner. They just don't see you like that. So... I in in two thousand five. I'm gonna call it the incident of two, of summer two thousand five. Um, I understood that I made the mistake immediately asking him to do any business. I knew that, so it wasn't like I didn't have the spirit of discernment. I knew what I did but I got tired of all the kids and got to school honey I got tired of being the person who don't take a like risk and I want to take like risk even though I might epically fail at making things happen at all okay Um, when I asked, my stomach sunk, my stomach sunk down to my ankles. But I still had that gut feeling where I knew it was going to go to shit. I, for some strange reason, I kept going, and in the process, I made it worse. Um, I don't know how you can make a situation That's already bad worse But I did And When I made it worse I made it even more worse For myself So I realized the mistake I made immediately and I still I continue to make mistakes two years later all out of anger all out of frustration all out of I lost my great-grandmother this year and so I need something to take something out of and so I chose you okay But the one thing as a person, I epically fail at doing is Seeing things the way it's supposed to be seen. Why? Or knowing that it's what's going on. It's what's happening. But not seeing things that need to be solved. Yeah, I said solved. But that's how I get on the situation, God. Okay. What I learned in this process is that I'm not a very likable person. And a lot of people secretly have disliked me I always wanted to be a pleasant person to be around i always wanted to be somebody that everybody wants to hang out with but through it all i realized like i'm not a likable person i'm not and people have taken advantage of the fact that i'm not a likable And out of anger, people have said what other people have always said behind my back to my face because I'm not a likable person. But they know that people have said this behind my back. I never knew that these people were saying these things about me. I just assumed. Assumption is the worst thing you can do. As a person. And assumption will put you in places. That you didn't know you could get yourself into. Just simply because you assumed. And. I don't know. Why. I assumed. I can be a likable character, but I've had people for years dislike me for no apparent reason. No, this is not for you to feel bad for me. I'm not trying to get you guys to feel bad for me. This is understanding and understanding and overstanding what is actually going on. And the overstanding, and the understanding, and the understanding of what's actually going on is that how many times can someone tell you they don't like you? I'm 32 years old, so I'm at the age where I, I don't care if you don't like me. But understand this: I disliked you before you disliked me. Um, but I know when somebody don't like me, and for some reason, I the, the, me pretending and me pretending like I don't see it people continue to play in my face like I don't burn with fire with inside of me. Um. So, the first thing first I would like to say is fat meat is greasy for me. Okay. I may be cold right now but I'm very icy hot. Okay. I'm a blue flame. So trust and believe I'm the hottest you can get when it comes to me and my temperament and how I handle things. Okay? Um. So we have a bad habit. Uh, uh, or people have a bad habit. Or not accepting things For face value, okay, we see people will sit up here and tell us there's a snake in the grass, and we'll be like, no, it's not. That's no face. That's no snake in the grass. There's no snake in the grass at all. I mean, I know what you see, but that's not what it is. That's just a misunderstanding. But to quote. What is understood don't need to be said. I ain't got to say nothing. And I messed up and I said too much. So I'm going to continue this podcast and tell you my story when it comes to dealing with famous people. Um, And when it comes to dealing with, with how I could have dealt with the situation better. And when I should have... Let it go. Okay. Um. I've never been the one to go to a club because my favorite celebrity was there. So the whole thing of me going to an event or going to a club or going to a party because my fave is there has never been a thing for me. It's always it's just something I just started as 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 um in my 30s because i have grown to have more confidence in my 30s and sometimes even to the point to where my confidence is so high that it becomes delusional and i totally forget that i'm a normal everyday person um so i never been the type to be a groupie i never chased after the celebrities in my 20s matter of fact my 20s were very depressing i never did that you know so when I started, the first time I ever went to a celebrity party was with this person. Um, and I had people who encouraged me to do it because I was never the type of person to go up to somebody and to say something to them. Because I, I have a Venus and Virgo, so I don't go to people that I like. That's just not something I do. I had a bad habit of going to friends. And tell her friends oh tell so-and-so i like them and you know that never ended well for me i found out in high school very much that it did not end well with me so i kind of have like a form of social anxiety where when i am a fan of someone or i like someone i won't go up to them okay i'll go all the way back to 2004 two thousand four, 2003 where i went to a hbcu game with a group of people and Bruce Bruce was there. And I was scared to go to Bruce Bruce. I wasn't a big old fan. I mean, I, I thought he was funny. And I knew he was famous. But I didn't like him the way I liked this other person. But I was scared to go to Bruce Bruce. Because I was like, I was scared. And he, all these kids went up to him, like, hey, hey, Bruce Bruce. And he was like, hey, what's up? And I was scared. They went up to him and I was scared to say something to him. He was just chilling and, and having, you know, at, at the HBCU game. Um, so for me to go to a party that was hosted by someone that I had a childhood crush on, that was a push. And that was something I never thought I would do because, like I said, I never been someone that chased celebrities. I never been someone that went after them. And I've never been someone that every time you see me somewhere, I'm I'm doing stuff. I'm a concert, festival, movie type of girl. Okay, I like concerts, festivals, and movies. And now that I'm getting more mature, I would love to go to an opera one day. I would love to go to a um, orchestra one day. I just love to I just love to do culture things, dealing with the arts, which is music and and movies. I just love art. Okay. That's just me. I've always been into the fine art. So I always like went to the concert. I used to just go to concert. And then go home. And um, so I regretted not meeting my childhood crush. When he was on the Millennium Tour the first time. So I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Okay? So I was in the process. So when I went to the party, the party happened during All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. And um, I was closer to Atlanta at the time, even though where the party was at was like... If I calculated, it was kind of like 45 minutes away from where I stay at now. So... When I went to the first party, I came, I went there a little bit too early because I thought I was delaying myself. The party was like a day party. It was like a little brunch party. And um, I know I may jab at the person about what kind of party it was. I'm not gonna be specific about what kind of party it was. Just know that the situation was a party. We were told it was a party but it was a party wrapped up it was wrapped up as a party but it was really something else okay so i waited for like i think two three hours he finally came to the party he greeted me he was really nice to me and he went to sit down and talk to me but I was, I was just happy to just say, hey, how you doing? And then I went home because the way my social anxiety is add up. Um, I just didn't want to mess with him. And I didn't want to waste his time and be too long with him. Even though he took the time out to want to talk to me, I didn't want to bother him. Um, because I've had people that told me I was bothering them. So I didn't push you. Because I don't know why these kids chose to play fucking football while I'm doing this podcast in front of the house. Gimme. Because I'm over here trying to talk, and you hear me saying, um, I don't get it. Anyway, back to me talking. I mean, these kids never come over here to play freaking football, they're over here now in front of the house playing football. I will get it. Because what I have to say is very important. Anyway, I didn't want to bother him. I didn't want to overstay my welcome. Keep that in mind. Because when I did over overstay my welcome, it hurt like hell. But I want to let everybody know I'm not one of those people who overstay my welcome if somebody don't want to be around me or be near me. I, I don't want to leave. I know when to go and i know when to let it go okay but i was not comfortable talking to him i remember walking out of the party and um safari was there and uh, your girl forgot to cut her big toenail so i needed help with getting down the hill and because the house the party was up a big big old steep hill yes girl it was up a steep hill honey is that a steep hill Now, I'm not going to go and talk about the second time I saw him because, once again, he was very welcoming and he was very nice to me. But, um, it was the last time I saw him and it was his birthday party. That was when I realized I overstayed my welcome. And that he was welcoming to me and that he was loving to me and he was caring to me. Um, I should have went ahead and took advantage of that because he was hanging around with people who were um who had been in the industry too. Um and I, I don't tell this story, I don't say anything about that. I remember mean, I talk about oh I was late, I had fun, blah blah blah. No, I got my feelings hurt as soon as I walked through the door. That was a lie. And he clearly told the girl that was his date at the party that I was just a fan. And I should have kept it at that and lived my normal, happy life but i I didn't I, I didn't I didn't do that I didn't do that um my looking back back at that party it was crazy because I look back at that party and I have come to so many conclusions in the process of looking back at that party and what happened that night at his at his birthday party and what I realized is that um It was it was stupid what I did after that. Like when when I caught the energy of the last party This is why I had so much anxiety about going to um the whole gift of the curse premiere. But... The, um... it was not one of my proudest moments when and it's crazy because it's like when i went when i went to a pause those kids stopped playing outside and it's just crazy i guess they heard what i said i don't care if they heard what i said i don't care if they tear it tell their mama because I'm, as far as i'm concerned i don't think they live over here so it's weird that they're always over here any damn way um but the night of his birthday and the message I sent him after his birthday was the most cringeworthy thing I ever did. And I, it was crazy because I was watching when somebody said, um, I was watching this YouTuber and she said something to the effect of, don't be uh, ashamed of being yourself. But what I did was not myself. And I was very, I was, I, What I did was delusional. And I shouldn't have even challenged that situation. Because basically, I was challenging someone that looks 10 times better than me, weighs 100 pounds less than me. And he probably known that person his whole life as where he had just met me. So what I did was so stupid. Um, When I sent him the message and what I said, that was the most delusional thing I could ever have seen myself do in my life. And I'm not one to send messages to celebrities. I'm usually very realistic in how to handle celebrities, but I did not handle this situation in a realistic way. And when I look back at it, I kind of see why he came to the conclusions that he did with me. Because I should have just let it go. Um, but I didn't, okay. It's hard to tell how somebody really feel about you, but once you have caught on to how they really do feel about you, just let it go. Um, It broke my heart to go back and to look at the situation and to be like, I can't believe you did that. That was so stupid. That was pathetic. And that's just not your character. And you're playing into the obnoxious fat girl character that you're not. You've never been an obnoxious fat woman that chased black men around. That's just not you. That's not you. We learned in high school to stop being Nikki Parker because we saw how bad Nikki Parker looked. But when you realize that you were the butt of the joke and you became the butt of the joke. That is, that, that is the part that hurts the most. Because you have played into this character that you're not. It's not my character, and the message I sent him on his birthday was something I should have never did. I don't even remember what I said in the message, but I know it was cringy, and I can't even look back at the message because it was cringy. But this is what I was talking about when I was talking about the whole situation. It's like I said, it's one thing when they don't correspond to you. When they don't correspond to you, okay, but when they correspond and then you realize you said one of the most cringy things that you could think of to them and you realize that you went too far. I should have left that situation. I should have exit stage left. And I should have let it go, live my normal life and figure out what I need to do with my business and what I need to do with my podcast. Because I wouldn't have to go through the things that I went through the following few months if I had just let that go. And I never got to the level of stalking someone, but I will tell someone that is this, even if someone, like I said, even if they correspond with you, even if they talk to you, say hey, say bye, if they offer to sit down and have a conversation with you, do that. But once their energy starts to push you away, let it go. Just let it go. It's not worth you going to jail over. It's not you being worth being worth you cussing somebody somebody cussing you out over. It's just not worth it. It's not. So me doing this series is not just about what things I've seen fans do. This is about things that I have done while I look back while I was like. You are better off just a normal everyday girl hanging out with people instead of sitting up here trying to do business with someone who really don't want to be bothered with you. So I regret that day. I regret my actions and I will never do it again and it makes me question if I want to go to Orion's party because i i just feel like after a while when you keep going to go see someone it makes you look like a stalker um so with that being said i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast of me you know explaining and, and explaining to you why i'm doing this So you can understand that i'm one of those people where i have met someone i have corresponded to them in the messages and dms and stuff like that and i have come to conclusion it's just it's like it's good when you make friends but they're allowed to push you away thank you guys this is my podcast this is lady tiffany ma this is these walls within. what you do in the dark will come to light Sometimes it's just better if you catch the signs before you make it worse. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie.